Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we share stories on how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello and welcome to episode 40, From Toxic Relationships to Self-Love. Marikita Solis is a joyful relationship coach specializing in feminine empowerment. Marikita works with ambitious, powerful, professional women to step away from unhealthy, toxic relationships by unearthing their feminine power center to get in alignment with their core values. This sets the intention for all areas of their life, both professional and personal, so that they can shift from attracting unsuitable partners by moving into a new belief system that sets the foundation for manifesting the relationships of their dreams. In this episode, Marikita shares how she went from feeling unworthy in an abusive relationships to find her way to self-love. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with Marikita. Welcome. Thank you, Corinne. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thanks so much for being here. And I always start the podcast asking the question of what is your love lesson? And for those that are listening, a love lesson is a situation in your life or an event that brought you to a place of total surrender where you decided that you needed to shift your life and transform. And in that transformation, you decided to be of service to others. And I'd love to hear your love lesson. Well, my love lesson came when I was in my 40s. I had been struggling my whole life with trying to find, um, trying to find the perfect man to validate me. And it really was, I needed to validate myself. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> At this point, I thought I found the perfect guy. He was, um, you know, well off. He really wanted to be in love, wanted to be married. And things were going really well in the beginning. Um, probably a month or two, um, you know, I thought this is it, you know, I finally got this guy who's going to show me that I'm worth something that's going to show me that I'm worthy of love. And he started one day, he just, we were talking, he was like, Oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. So great. I want want to learn everything about you. I just am wondering what's wrong with you. And I didn't know what to say to that. No one's ever asked me like, what's wrong with you? Um, You know, you're too good to be true. And I was so scared when I heard that that just like set off all these alarms inside of me. So, um, well, it, the relationship did not go well because he did discover what was wrong with me that, um, I didn't have health insurance. You know, I was working in a restaurant and if I got sick, despite the fact that he had plenty of money, if we did, you know, get married and or whatever, I could have been on his health insurance that it was too much of a burden. You know, he was very risk aversive, so he couldn't handle that. And I was too positive for him. (laughs) I believe that everything was going to work out no matter what, you know, what the the point I was in my life. um, You know, I always had that I always had that optimism, not like I do now, but that, so those were the things that were wrong with me. And um, so eventually we ended up breaking up. I mean, it was off and on he ended up cheating on me. And, but however, when, when it was over, I took on his words, um, which were, you know, what is wrong with me? You know, what, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? And that's the way I started to live my life, you know, really beating myself up all the time saying that, um, 
you know, that I blew this relationship and looking, you know, I was the opposite of self-love. You know, I was the perfect tyrant. So I just on and on and on until I couldn't take anymore. I wasn't sleeping and um, I just was miserable. I mean, I had created a hell for myself because I was out of connection with love without, the, you know, I had lost touch with the love inside my soul. So um, at one point I heard like someone on TV saying, um, well, today is your day. You're a child of God. And I looked over and it was Joel Osteen. I didn't know who he was or why the TV was on, but I thought, oh my gosh, someone has actually said that I'm worthy, right? I've been wanting someone to say that forever, my whole life. And so that was like the little spark that took me on this path. And I, I started reading books and just even though I was up awake at night, I wasn't awake tormenting myself. Now I was awake at night getting everything I could do, reading the book Self-Compassion to turn my life around because I had no idea how to be compassionate to myself. So it was in learning this compassion and turning love inside my own soul um, that I was able, you know, that I became the person I am today. And that is the, the biggest love story that I have um, is my love for myself. And um I remember also hearing someone say, why are you treating yourself the way that they're treating you? That they, well, they were treating you like, and I thought, my gosh, why am I? And I let go of all that. And today I, you know, stand in power to love myself and to know that I'm perfectly imperfect. And this is the way I'm meant to be. I love myself now and I don't have to be 20 pounds less. I don't have to get rid of my gray hair. I don't have to get rid of my wrinkles. I love myself as I am now. So that's the way I want to be. And that's the way I choose to be. I love it. I love it. And it's such an important message and lesson that all of us, I feel like have to go through, have to figure out how to find a way back to love and especially loving ourselves and accepting ourselves and breakups are painful and relationships are wonderful mirrors of showing you where you don't love yourself because you have a person that's constantly poking that pain in that wound space. Um, so that's wonderful that you were able to transcend that relationship. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Thank you on um, what you were saying. How, I mean, it's scary when you're in a relationship, you're, you're, you're afraid of um, them discovering something wrong, but yeah. Well, thank you for those kind words. Yeah. And there's so many people that are listening to this that were in that are, are in that situation, were in that situation and definitely can relate to feeling unworthy and not worthy of love and affection. And what was one of what was one of the things that you said to yourself? Did you go to therapy? Did you go to Did you go to healing sessions? Like how did you start to unpack those the pain around not loving yourself? Well, I just looked on the internet for the self-compassion and I found that book by Kristen Neff and that was my first step. And then I started watching Oprah Soul Sunday. It was just immersion. You know, I didn't have a coach. I sure wish I had a coach. I sure wish I had someone directing me or, or therapy. I just didn't know what was going on. And then I thought, you know, I've got to find my own way. I mean, it took a long time to find my own way, but I just dove deep into it. Everything I was reading, Joel Osteen, Rob Bell, you know, the Oprah Soul Sundays over and over. That was it. I mean, that was what I was living in breathing because I couldn't go on in misery anymore. Mm -hmm. So, wow, that was a lot of personal determination to actually do it on your own because it is hard. I think it's harder to do it on your own and not have the support of friends and coaches and mentors and stuff, but you found virtual coaches and people that <laughs> right. 
Yeah, but, it is hard. I, like I said, I wish I had had a coach because I didn't even know there were coaches. I didn't know what a coach was at that, you know, at, at that point in my life. And now um, I think it would be great for young women to have coaches. So they don't make those mistakes as growing up when they're in their, you know, teenage years and their 20s and just on and on with this looking for something outside of themselves. I mean, love is found inside internally, not externally. And, and, and until you heal yourself, you're going to take that baggage with you to the next relationship and the next relationship, and it's never going to work out. So um, yeah, coaches and, you know, therapists, all, all the healers are, are amazing. Yeah, it's true. Like that love you know what you were just saying, it just goes with you, that baggage of not feeling loved. And then what I think is interesting, I know I have had this experience where you feel like you're dating the same person, like you're hitting the same wall over and over again. And it wasn't until I was like, well, I'm the common denominator in these relationships, something I need to work on within myself, like seeking love from these men is not helping me because I feel this. I mean, literally, I had a, I had a make I had a meltdown. I was like, I can't be dating the same men for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I want something different, and so I had to create something different within my heart and my to figure out like why am I attracting the same man? Like, what does that say about me? Like, what am I not healing, or what am I not seeing about myself? Right. And then you took responsibility and saying, you know, that you created that situation. So you then said, since I created this situation, now I can create something better, you know, by shifting, you know, the behaviors that you had to create um, a different persona that's going to attract a different kind of man until we heal we're the same one attracting the same thing. And you're right. That's what I was doing. Like, why am I attracting all these same guys? And, it, and that's right. The common denominator was me. And it's hard to look at yourself and say, it's me. It's easier to say, there's a lot of guys that are, there's a lot of losers out there. There's all only losers. You know, there's no good men. That's very easy to say. Um, but there are good men out there, but we've got to be that shining star that attracts the right man or, you know, or whoever you're trying to attract the right woman. We've got to be, you know, confident and secure inside ourselves. And then we will attract that that special kind of honorable relationship. Yeah. And I always tell people, I mean, it, you know, even telling myself, like, I want to be the love that attracts the kind of love that I want. Right. So if I'm looking for this everlasting, abundant, unconditional love, then I have to be that abundant, unconditional love within myself so that I can even have that vibration to attract a man that's can even receive my love and can even can pour love back into me until that happens. Then it's always like, you're always kind of working on a deficiency. You're always feeling like you're not, you're not getting enough love because you don't feel love. And then you meet someone that doesn't love you. And then you're like, why doesn't he love me? I love him, but do you really love him? Cause you don't love yourself. And then it just becomes messy and painful. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's fair. That's that control. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I've got to, to do this. I got to find that love. Where's the love. And then you're right. You have to be the love. Like you have to, people say, I lost the passion. Well, you've got to be the passion. 
you know, it, it passion's a verb. I mean, and, you know, and a noun. So I'm going to step up and be the passion that I think that I've lost. So um, it's about being in the energy of love, being in the right. energy of passion. Once people see you, they think, oh my gosh, look at her. Right. You know, she's radiating. And when someone's radiating, they're going to attract everyone. They're going to attract. And that's what we, where we want to be in, in that really pure light, that energy that's not controlling, not heavy but joyful. So it's exciting because we've got, I mean, we are, we are in control here. Um, we are the creators. So once we take that control back, we have unlimited potential. Right. And it, the first step is definitely taking responsibility and being like, okay, this is, this is what I want and I'm going to let go of the past. And I think that's the part that's tricky, like opening up your heart to love when you've been broken or you've had, you know, you've been betrayal or trust as so many things that break our love for ourselves and for others. And that's the part that's challenging where people just like, I don't want to open up again to love. And that's the part I'm always kind of, it's like, we always got to work with, even within myself, like just working through that. Right. And that's very important. Like what you're talking about here is trusting yourself to be a good judge of character. So it's not that we are not trusting the other person, but we're not trusting ourselves to pick the right partner. So healing through healing, we can pick the right partner and through, I mean, going slowly, not jumping into these relationships, but giving our time and really listening to our intuition because deep inside we know. And a lot of times we just shut that part down. I don't want to hear that he's not right because <laughs> he's got a wonderful house. You know, he's making a great money. So I don't want to hear that voice. that's saying, well, it's not going to work. I just say, leave me alone. <laughs> but then who pays the price? I do because I've sacrificed that inner voice, that inner power that that was saying all along it's not right right I absolutely 100% agree like the um letting go of your standards and settling and just really compromising like I did that in my last relationship where I compromised so much of my values to be in a relationship just so I can be in a relationship and it was detrimental to the relationship and to myself because it was like wow look how much I compromise to be in a so-called relationship just so I can have a boyfriend. Like, and so <laughs> many people do this, you know, so many women do this where we like, like, especially ones that want to have babies, they want to get married. They find a guy, he's not quite it, but time is clicking. I got, you know, I have to have a baby. And then you marry someone, you, you know, you start to be in a relationship with someone that's just not great. And that is challenging. That is really challenging for everyone, I feel like just waiting and trusting that the perfect person for you is out there and it's coming to you. I think that patience is a, is a tough one for most people. Yeah, it is. You're right. I mean, because our society is, um, well, it's very linear. It's very masculine about doing, I'm going to do it this way, right? What, what are the steps to find the right man? Boom, boom, boom. And that's not the way it works. I mean, as feminine as women, we are, we are, um, our energy is about allowing and not forcing, mm -hmm. you know? And so when we step back into that feminine energy, we can let things bloom. Um, but yeah, it, it is hard because society is saying, we, you have to be married. Why aren't you married? You got to have a nice family. You got to have a big house. 
and you're, you're looking at yourself, then judging yourself on that. Well, I don't have the family. I don't have the house. You know, I don't have a great job. So what's my worth? You know, and then that's all external again. What, what happened to the internal, right? When the internal is strong, external will follow. Mm-hmm. Right. And making that internal shift is everything. And I think that's a big part of COVID has been a great situation for a lot of people because it made us stop and go within and be like, okay, like, what do I want? Like, what do I want to do with my life? How do I want to be in relation to others? And if you're in a partnership, sometimes it didn't work out. There's so many, or if it did, it made you stronger. I know COVID caused my relationship to break <laughs> um, just because it was like, it's different when you see when people go to work, you know, because there's that space, mm. you know, cause you're like, oh, you're at work, I'm at work. And you only spend a certain amount of time together. But when you're together all day, that's a totally different experience. You totally start to see someone in a different light. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And that's why space is so important in relationships and because space is a great breather. And then you can have time to miss someone and you're just not smothered in there. There's no neediness. And um, so, yeah, that, that, that has been a big change with COVID and op- eye-opening experiences, different experiences that we had, didn't have before. Yeah, I definitely believe in love is, um, it allows that freedom. You know, love is not needy. It's not suffocating. It allows that space so that you can each be who you are. And our relationship situation in our society doesn't necessarily encourage that. I feel like it's more about that codependent. We're always together, you know, and that's why I call this show infinite love. Cause when I'm talking about love, I'm talking about that divine love, the unconditional allowing the love that allows you to be you and for you to be the express who, however, and whoever you want to be. Right. And that's very true. Um, and who we want to be is all about us. I mean, and, and going deep inside of ourselves. And it's, it's, we've got the Disney, <laughs> you know, we are up against the Disney prince and princess where, um, where a partner has to be everything for us. And that's just not realistic. It's not fair to put the pressure on someone. And it's not fair to, you know, for, I can't be everything to my partner. That's why I want him to have friends. I don't want to be everything, right? Please go have fun with your friends. I'll have fun with my friends and we'll have a great balance here. And I'll cultivate, you know, I'll spend time with myself and cultivate, you know, my dreams and my passions, my dreams and my passions are not yours, you have your own, and we can have our own together. But Mm -hmm. each each of us standing independently, and not being like needy, and having our own goals and um, making things happen is a healthy relationship. Um, So yeah, we're we're up against a lot of um, just old beliefs here that have been pushed on us. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have new knowledge and awareness. Absolutely. So you are now a coach, right? And how right. do you work with clients? Do you do one-to-one? Do you do groups? I did a one-to-one coaching with powerful women, um, corporate women that are ready to step into something different, um, that are seeped in that masculine energy all day at work. And then they bring that home and that, that's not going to work. I mean, because it doesn't work um, very well because that masculine is about doing. And then we have 
the man, the husband with the masculine energy. So if there's two masculines going at it, that destroys passion and it doesn't allow for flow. Um, it, it's the, in the natural energy for a, a lady is the feminine energy. And that's letting the man do for her. She doesn't have to come home and do everything she receives and supports. So that's what I work with my, um, the corporate ladies who have, who have lost touch with their feminine side. A lot of them say it just, just after being in that corporate environment, I saw it slipping away year by year and lost touch with that. So that's what I do working with getting back into that feminine energy and stepping into the new power. Feminine energy is not weak. It's powerful in a different way. It's creating, allowing to unlimited potential. Beautiful. And it's interesting that you say that because I feel like um, I was so masculine growing up because I have two brothers and I'm from New York, which is a pretty masculine city. And it's always about go, 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 do, 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 do. And it took me years to like step into that femininity of like, okay, I'm going to allow, slow down, receive, let things come to me, be receptive. And that took training. It's so interesting. I feel like we're so indoctrinated in this like masculine way of doing things that we have to kind of retrain ourselves to be feminine. And like, what does that mean to you? And how, how do you express it? You know, that's really awesome to like really just even play with that idea of like getting and tapping into that. Yeah, that's very interesting. And that's the way I was too. I didn't want anything to do with femininity. I thought it was just a bunch of, <laughs> you know, just, um, I don't know, just all silliness, you know, just, uh, I wanted to be tough and strong. I wanted to show men, I don't need you. Right. I, I, I don't need you at all. So no wonder I couldn't get a, a strong man. <laughs> I couldn't get a strong man because of a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, I was very needy. Another one, I was trying to play the masculine role. So if you're being the masculine, then you're going to attract a more feminine man. Right. Because, and that's not what I wanted. I didn't want a feminine man, but there's no room for the, the other partner to be masculine if I'm being masculine and pushy and controlling. And there's a lot of wrong things I was doing, <laughs> which I'm glad to say that it took me a while to step back into allowing and just letting go of control and just watching and seeing, okay, if I let go of control of my partner, what's going to develop? Being in that curiosity is feminine energy. And um, it's exciting once you, and it's exciting exhausting to control so it's exciting and peaceful to let go and say I surrender let's just let the universe she knows better than I do let's let her lead the way mm -hmm. you know let's let God if you believe in God God lead the way and, right. and take all that responsibility off of my shoulders to dictate everything in this world yeah I love that so and surrendering is feminine it's, it's you know just allowing letting go being peaceful with whatever's happening. And I just want to preface this, and I know that you're not trying to say this, but just for those that are listening, because there are women that are alpha, very masculine women, and that's how they are. And they love more feminine men, and that's totally cool. But if you are a woman that wants to be more feminine, so this is kind of like, we're talking to you. <laughs> because right, Yeah, because yeah, yeah. some people want that way right yeah. and if that works that's fine you know whatever right. works for you there just can't right. be too feminine and too masculine I mean, there can be but it's going to cause create a little conflict there but yeah if you want to hold that position and it works that's fine mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing too because right. everyone's 
different and everyone um, knows what they need in their lives. So yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you, you're clearing that up. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and I think for me, it's finding that balance too, within yourself. Like, you know, everyone has masculine and feminine, feminine qualities men do as well. And finding the percentage of both that works for you, because, you know, sometimes if you're doing something, you have to put in more masculine energy to make it happen. Like as a business owner, that masculine energy is very powerful to get things going, but then it's like that and that feminine energy that allows it to happen. So having that um, balance between the two is um, challenging, but everyone has their own unique percentage of where they want to be in that spectrum. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Bring on the masculine when you need it and then realize that you have another energy too, right? I mean, it's all about balance and knowing what you want in your life and how you can um, create by, by awareness. And this is all about awareness and everyone's different. We're all individuals. So do what you need to do to be in the right energy. And only you know that once you're listening to your heart, you will know what is right. You know, I and mean, we can't tell you, I mean, I can't tell you what is right. I mean, we all know that um, individually in our, when we tap into that inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun. I think for me, I'm, I'm still learning how to be more feminine all the time. Like, what does that mean to like step into this goddess, step into this queen energy? Like, what does that mean? And allowing those spaces to explore who I am. And so I invite everyone to always think about like, what does that mean in being more playful? And I think that's the joy of getting older, where we can feel more comfortable in our bodies. <laughs> and more accepting um because it's at least I could say for me when I was younger I was definitely more like body conscious and as I've gotten older I had to accept it because it is what it is and loving your body and loving what you are is so important definitely I know I've had to accept that too you know I mean things are going to shake and things are going to jiggle and that's just the (laughs) way it is right I don't want to be shopped. I don't want to be airbrushed. This is who I am. And I want to step into that with grace, aging get gracefully, right? And right. I'm just so glad that you're right. Like with age, I mean, that outcomes wisdom. <laughs> yeah, thank God it does. Otherwise, it'd be really challenging getting older. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you're right. Right, because I mean, we need something to hold on to. And I think the message of the heart is so important. Like, I think leaning into your heart, opening up your heart, like leading by love will allow us to accept who we are and also to accept others for where they're at in their lives too. Yeah, definitely. Because leading with love is letting go of the persecution, the self-persecution and the judgment. When we lead with love, we can create from uh, the base of the foundation is strength. Mm -hmm. So we can't create if we're beating ourselves up and now I'm going to create this wonderful relationship. Well, I just said that I'm, I'm too fat. I'm not worthy. <laughs> there are no good men. There's no way to create a, the, this ex, you know, expansive relationship when that's the foundation. The loving, the loving foundation um, directed on other people and directed on yourself is where you will create and manifest a beautiful, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the clients that you work with, are you also helping them in relationship finding partners? I'm helping them know, know that to find a partner, you got to be open to going on a hundred dates. So be patient, right? <laughs> and we're going to see how, I mean, 
what behaviors are you having to attract these men that you might not like, right? And how can we shift those? So in that way, yes, looking at in depth, the behaviors, what it's bringing into our lives, how we can shift that and move into a place of power, which is creating from that infinite divine wisdom inside their soul, connecting to that first um, with, I mean, being aware of the senses. Like when I think of my ex-boyfriend, I mean, right now I feel it in my stomach. Where do you feel that? You know, that uh, kind of sickness. Sometimes I feel it in my throat and loving that part of me. Like I can, I can feel that sadness in here. So I send, I send that sadness love. And I know that as much as I beat myself up, that I was doing that because I loved myself because I was unaware of the right way to treat myself. So I send that, that girl that didn't know better. I send her love. I mean, all the years that she struggled. Um, I love her. And I tell her, thank you for really trying to take care of me. But now I know how better way to take care of myself. Right. And this is my path. Yeah. That self-forgiveness work is so important to forgiving ourselves and giving ourselves the compassion for the decisions that we make and not judging because you're right. We do make decisions based on the situation and thinking we made the best decision that we could in that moment. And it's always in hindsight that we're like, oh, right. I could have done something different. <laughs> and that's la vie. That's life. You know, yeah. where <laughs> you, you have to kind of allow yourself the grace to be like, okay, I learned now I can do better, you know, know better, do better, be better. Right. We have a billion chances to do better. So instead of just being focused on how we screwed up, then let's right. just move forward. Right. No matter how bad it was, get up and go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And relationships can knock you down. And I'm always sad when people get their heart broken and they don't open up to love again and pretty much allow their lives to go in that direction, because I feel like love is so healing. And I feel like having that courage to open up that door after having a heartbreak, allowing and allowing love to heal. Because I think for most of us and for those who haven't experienced that, but it's really a, love, a beautiful thing when you can find love again and it could be very healing and soothing to your current situation, and especially when you're allowing the love for yourself to also help in that process. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, it, it's all, it all starts with you, no matter what. I mean, we, I, I, it's not about the linear path. Now, again, you know, do this, do this, do this, and you're going to find the right partner. It's about let's look inside your soul so you can heal and be ready and not rush from relationship to relationship to relationship. Stop and look and see what the lesson was and let's do some healing and then get ready and then go again and then stop and take a break instead of this jumping back in to relationship after relationship. Absolutely. And trusting. I think that comes with a lot of trust because if you don't trust that you're going to meet someone, then you're kind of settling for whoever kind of comes in your path. Right. And like you were saying, your values, get the values ready, get, you know, find out what you want, get the non-negotiables up and don't throw them out because this person has a cute smile <laughs> or they bring roses and all the values go out the window. Get ready in that aspect. Know what you want out of life and know what you want out of a partner and, and let go. Because if you're with the wrong partner, you're blocking the right one from coming. Amen. 
That's truth. That's the truth. And you don't know that. I think it's the fear too. It's just like, oh my God, I'm never going to meet anyone, but this guy's here. So, okay, I'll stay in this relationship. <laughs> and it's, it's rough. Yeah. Fear is very powerful. So um, I think meditation and prayer and all that quietness, mm-hmm. getting back into the soul, the soul work can, um, of course, that is, is the opposite of fear doing right. that. That's loving to yourself. So, I mean, the more we do that, the more power we're going to bring into ourselves and into our lives. Yeah. And then also absolutely hundred percent. And also I find what was helpful for me is building a relationship with God or that divine energy and really tapping into that and trusting that God is helping me create the life that I want to create and trusting that he has something in store for me and to know that, to trust that it's going to be okay. And I always have that image. I don't know if you've ever saw that image of, um, there's a little girl who has a bear, a teddy bear. She's holding a teddy bear and there's Jesus on his knees with a huge teddy bear behind his back. And he's like offering his hand to the little girl and saying, give me the teddy bear. And she's scared to let go of the tiny teddy bear, but he has this huge one behind ready to give to her, you know? And I always have that image of like, this is my little world that I see. And there's so much more out there that I cannot see. And to trust that God has that vision there for me, if I can just let go, relax and surrender and follow my heart, that that will manifest into reality. And I feel like that can take time sometimes. I could take, you know, I could take a few, I could take a, a while. And in that moment, in waiting, 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 we give up. We're like, no, it's not going to happen. And I think that's the, those are the times and those are the periods where you lean on your friends and your trust and your love and keep moving forward. Right. I have seen that and I love that. Um, and you're right to lean on, have that great, the good environment, the support of a, your friends. That's crucial. And another thing you said was, having that, having God in your life, it's almost impossible to transform our life unless we believe in a higher power. Um, Once we know that God um, is behind us or the universe, whoever is your higher power, once we know we're not alone, then we can move forward. It's, it's really sad to be in a spot where we think we're all alone. But but the, the fact that we're breathing, my heart's beating for me, my lungs, you know, are breathing, my skin is protecting me, and I'm not even having to think about that. Some, I mean, that is the blessing of love. That is the true sense of love <laughs> that I am living and breathing um, and doing all right. this by something higher than myself, right? right? And tuning into that and living into the energy of gratitude, not just getting up and saying, I'm grateful for this, but living it because look, here I am today. I had just recently lost a good friend. So I'm so blessed that I'm here, but in his honor, I carry on this energy of love, right? Um, And I know that thank God that I have been given another day. So um, just radiating gratitude um, is the way to do it. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think if, if I didn't have that faith, it would really, life would be hard. And to always feel that I'm alone. I think part of this podcast or parties conversations is like for people to understand that we are all going through pretty much the same level of pain around something like 
everyone is suffering on a certain level of something and we're not all, we're not alone. Like this feeling of not feeling enough, not being in the perfect relationship. That is a story that most of my girlfriends, we talk about a lot. Like the fact that we're single, we can't find a boyfriend. It's like, and it's so painful. And it's like millions of people out there want to find love and want to be in partnership. And, and it's something that we can all relate to. And that's for me, turning, turning it over to God and being like, okay, God, I'm a wait. I'm a, I've tried to pick my, my partner hasn't worked. So I'm gonna let you choose. <laughs> right. Again, you're surrendering. I'm gonna let you choose my man. And I'm gonna just sit back and live my life and do my thing and enjoy and spread love and be grateful and just allow it to happen. You know, but it's, it's, you know, and I, you know, it's interesting because I've heard other people, women say that, like I've heard, you know, documentaries of women's like, I prayed for my husband. I just waited and here he came. And I'm like, so it happens. It definitely happens. Yeah. It happens when you, when you ready inside and, and there you are and he's looking for you. He's looking for you. That's the exciting thing. So I'm getting visible and knowing that you might have to kiss a billion frogs, but you'll be, he'll be there. You know, it, it will happen. <laughs> uh, so not being afraid to walk away and not, not settling, you know, just be ready to go on date after date after date. Right. And then, you know, I remember this lady going on like a hundred dates and I think finally at 80, she hit, you know, she was going to go on a hundred dates and finally at 80, she hit the one he liked all the same interests and they, you know, that was it. And they were happily married. So, you know, it's about patience. That's a lot of dates. <laughs> I don't think I've even been on 80 dates in my life. Well, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't either. But anyway, but yeah, that's what you got to have. This is an important thing. You know, I'm getting, finding a partner. So yeah, you're an interviewer. So be ready. <laughs> I love it. Are you in a partnership now? Yes, I am. <laughs> and um, we balance each other out. So, um, which is a good thing. And, and we really try to be, um, just work through things. I mean, nothing's perfect. You know, we try not, I try to just chill out on the masculine right? mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and bring that feminine. I have to reel myself in sometimes because working all day and like, I got to get this done, lined up, lined up, lined up. And then I got to remember, okay, let him open the door, let him buy the food or whatever, let him do what he needs to do to make himself feel, you know, feel that masculine power um, mm-hmm. and to step back and, and be the graceful, um, elegant, supportive partner. He's a musician. So I really want him to, um, he's very sensitive in that aspect, which is beautiful. So it's a, we have a good energy there. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's powerful. Um, once you are respectful and you work together and compromise, then things can, things can really flourish and not letting things get overheated, knowing when you're getting upset and stopping the conversation. Wait, you know, I'm getting this into my discomfort zone. I've got to step away. So knowing that you have that agreement, both to step away and watching for the danger, then, I mean, that solves a lot of issues right there. You're not going to go into those heated arguments, but come back when it is, things have settled down. Nice. That's great. Well, I'm so happy for you. That's beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. So let's get in some to some of the infinite love questions. Okay. So the first one is, is how do you use love in your work? Well, I use love as the um, foundation. 
tapping into that love inside of um, of whatever whoever um, the ladies I'm working with, tapping into their inner wisdom, which is based is based on love. So, um, and then looking at the what they want to, what they're yearning for so much and getting this, getting what they want through love. And that's through feeding themselves love. So that's how love is used is by um, allowing love, um, feeling love. What does love look like? What does it feel like? How can you open your hands to it? Um, Love is a catalyst for so much more. Beautiful. And how is your work used to serve humanity? Well, I do everything I can to volunteer. I love to give back. So I'm working with Canine Cellmates, which is a program where the incarcerated men train dogs um, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I've worked with um, with one of the men really um, to help him just on limiting beliefs to get when he, once he came back into society and man, he has taken off. I mean, it wasn't me, (laughs) you know, we partnered together, but he said, this is it. I'm out of here and I'm going to shift my life. And it has just been amazing. (laughs) He's just um, an inspiration to me. He's a leader in the community. Um, I mean, really pushing to get incarcerated men, the education and the grants that they need. So I'm so proud to have done that. I also volunteer for um, Chattahoochee Nature Center. So I'm, um, I lead hikes. And so when I lead the hikes, I really talk about how nature and this more, this infinite power of the world how we're all connected. So I try not to go on this coachiness thing, but I do bring into it. How can I not? And we're all, we're out in nature. So I want you to know how powerful nature is and how healing. So that's how um, I give back to society and many other ways too, you know, and that that's a couple. Great. What does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? Well, it means that I live in alignment with the, energy of love that everything I do I'm not perfect but that I can shift back to it when I know that I'm not right on the right path maybe I'm judging someone well that's not in alignment with who I want to be in my values so it means just being aware that in order to get what I want and to give what I want is to give back to this universe I've got to be in alignment and but I can be gentle with myself if I shift and I can shift back and say, "Uh oh, I fell out of alignment. Let's get back on the train (laughs) with gentleness. (laughs) Nice. What do you love most about your life? I love making connections with people. I mean, they really energize me. Helping others is what I love most. Um, People, animals, um, just this world. I um, love connections because it, if we don't have connections, we can't do it by ourselves. From the moment we're born, someone's helping us. So let them help us to be who we are and let's help others this in the same way. And, and we will flourish if we have that mindset. Beautiful. And how do you feel you receive love? Um, I feel like I receive love when I'm in tune with the universe and God. When I 
don't have to question anything, when I'm not saying, oh, poor me, when I know that I've been given this gift of another day and that I'm just really seeped, I'm seeping in, in the gifts of my life and this beautiful energy of love. That's how I know it. You know, that's how I, when I feel that. Beautiful. And when do you feel the most love? When I, um, when do I feel the most love? When I'm just living in gratitude. I mean, when I'm in the energy of gratitude, when I don't start, when I don't start that poor me stuff, victim, right? And then when I can shift, if I start that shift, that stuff, I shift away from it is when I feel the most. I mean, because that's so limiting. That takes away love. That victim story is such a strong program. I mean, it, is it takes a lot of internal work to shift away from that victim mindset. And it's sneaky. It's a sneaky, it's a sneaky one. It just creeps in when you all of a sudden you're like, you think you're good. And all of a sudden the victim will start showing, popping his head. So you have to be really vigilant on staying a creator, staying in love and staying into in that space. Right. Exactly what you said, because victims can't create. So in order to be a creator, you've got to create from love. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And my last question, which is my favorite question, is where has love created a miracle in your life? Oh, I think love has created a miracle by always being there for me. Even the times when I couldn't see her and I had my blinders up to love, she was always there in my heart waiting for me to just listen. Right. And that's the miracle. She never left my side. She always loved me. And I mean, what's a greater blessing than that? I mean, that's the manifestation of God and love. You know, that's together. It's all together. You can't separate that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I'm, I'm happy that you said that because I feel like people think that love is this thing that you have to go out and get. It's something that's outside of us. And it's something that only some people get and other people don't, which is so far from the truth. Like we are beings of love. We have love all around us, in us, through us. We, it was the air that we breathe. And it's not something that anyone should not feel like they should not have access to. Everyone has access to love. It's free. It's abundant. And everyone should feel love in their hearts and the love for others. And it's something that I really wish I could tell every human being on the planet. Like, they deserve love. And they deserve to be loved and to share love and to have an existence that they want to have in their life. Definitely. We all deserve it. It's our birthright. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, this is such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love for you to share where people can find you, any information, and if you have any free offerings that you want to tell the audience about, please tell us. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm on Facebook, Joyful Relationship Coaching, and that's for men and women. Um, that's my page. I have for ladies, joy and fulfillment, create the relationship you deserve. And that's a private ladies group. I'm on LinkedIn, Marikita Solis. And um, I'm on YouTube. And um, I'm also on um, Instagram. Um, so yeah, and I have MarikitaSolis.com, which I'm working on that now. Um, 
I just need to do a little more revisions. But yes, I'm here to help powerful ladies step in, get back into that feminine energy. So I would love for anyone to reach out. And if you would like a free um, mind map and video of a joyful relationship, um, what in what a joyful relationship, the components of it, then reach out to me, message me, email me, Marikita Solis coaching at gmail.com. I know that's a mouthful, but <laughs> it's my name coaching at gmail.com. Um, and I would love to just connect with you because like I said, connections are everything. And that's what I was born for. I was born to help others and I, it's my passion. So, you know, I'm here for you all. And uh, thank you so much for having me on this. And um, thank, thank you for everyone that's listening and I'm sending you all blessings. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I love your heart and your message and what you're doing in the world. Thank you. I'm sending you so much love and thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.